0: Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by Culture NL Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Culture NL Libraries podcast. For the Love of Books, my name is Chris Wilson, the e-services librarian for Culture NL, and I am here to bring you another episode which we are going to call You Know What We Read This Summer. Because what we're going to do today is we're going to have sound clips from various staff members of the books that they have been reading over the summer and it gives you a little bit of an insight into what they have been reading, what they've been thinking about it and so if you've maybe heard of the books already, it gives you a little idea of whether it sounds good or not or it may be completely new books that you've never heard of and it gives you that kind of insight into them as well. So it's really kind of going to be an interesting one I think and I hope you really do enjoy it. I also add in my selection at the end of the episode as well so that you can kind of get a little bit of a hint of what I've been reading and you may have kind of heard hints of that through some of the other episodes we've done already but i will going to give a little rundown of some of the ones that we've done as well uh, that I have done too so I hope you enjoy them too. We have got some other exciting news to give you as well. At this point of recording, we do have three of our libraries open, um, which are Coatbridge Library, Cumbernauld Library and Airdrie Library, which are all open Monday to Friday and from 10am to 4pm. So it's very, very exciting news for us. We're really glad to be able to welcome you back to these libraries. And you can watch out for further reopening information on our website at culturenl.co.uk Slash Covid Dash Nineteen Dash Libraries NL, so that's where to go to to kind of keep up with the latest news regarding openings. But we are so glad to have the three old libraries back open and running for you guys. So that's great for, for from that point of view. We also do obviously still have our digital services, which you're more than happy to use as well. But it's great to have some of the buildings back open as well, and I hope you guys are happy with that too. But without further ado, I think we'll get onto our sound clips from some of our staff. So here we go, and we we'll hope you find something interesting to read from it. First up, we have Alison Walsh, our Customer Services Librarian at Copledge Library.
1: I have decided to share with you the American road trip I have been on via books. This trip has taken me from the coast of Maine to Georgia, via the Midwest, and maybe even to the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. The joy of books is that the journey doesn't have to be linear, so I could zigzag all over the country, backtracking and revisiting places in a way that time and money would never allow in real life. My Journey Began With Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reid, which is set in Philadelphia. This debut novel is long listed for the Booker Prize, and it centred around two women, Emira, a young black woman, and her white employer Alex, who has their own issues to contend with. At times, a humorous look at millennial life, but also a reflection on race, capitalism and class, and how these things impact on the choices you have and the decisions you make. From Philly, I journeyed down to Baltimore, a familiar setting to those who love Anne Tyler novels. This latest slim instalment, Redhead by the Side of the Road, is another joy. A study of family, relationships in Middle aged singledom. The story centres on Micah, who is muddling through life with his routines, his cleaning timetable and his tech support business. He has a girlfriend who is, about, who is about to be evicted from her flat because of her cat. and Micah doesn't offer to let her move in with him to resolve this, and he consequently finds himself dumped and he can't really figure out why, and to further mess about with his ordered life enters a young man, claiming to be his son. These two upsets set Micah off on a journey of discovery, accompanied by the usual Tyler cast of well-drawn characters, not to mention the eponymous redhead at the side of the road. Some people criticise Anne Tyler books because not enough happens, but I always really enjoy spending some time with her characters and the clever skill she has of drawing you right into their world. After teetering in the verge of the South in Maryland, I headed straight back up north to Maine and My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell, another debut novel. This is a story of Vanessa who, after winning a scholarship to prestigious boarding school, begins a relationship with her English teacher. The novel opens with Vanessa, now a young woman in her early 30s, and the teacher embroiled in a scandal regarding his inappropriate relationships with pupils. Yet for Vanessa, their relationship was her first love and not in, of abuse and has been the defining relationship of her life. Now she's forced to re things and to assess what she really had with Jacob. It's a bold and disturbing book, and often thought-provoking, but still manages to be as gripping as any thriller you may read this summer. From Maine, I headed south to Atlanta, Georgia. Silver Sparrow by Tiara Jones is an earlier novel from the prize-winning writer of An American Marriage. This one looks at an altogether different marital situation, bigamy. Written from the point of view of the daughters and the very different lives that their father and their mothers give them. it looks at race, the ties that bind families, the loyalty of friendship and the damage caused by lies, no matter how well-intentioned. Jones manages to make you like and have empathy for all the characters, even the errant husband. But she also cleverly manages not to stray into melodrama, which is no mean feat given the subject matter. Also, any book that references the much-loved Judy Bloom books of my childhood has to be good. Fittingly, the journey ends with rawdom by Curtis Sittenfeld. This is a counter-narrative of what if Hillary hadn't married Bill. Hillary's a young woman with a lot of opinions who takes herself from suburban Illinois to Yale Law School, where she meets the charismatic and already politically ambitious Bill Clinton. They do fall in love, and she does follow him to Arkansas, but this Hillary can't live with Bill's appetites, and breaks off their relationships and returns to Chicago to pursue a career as a law professor, then as a democratic politician and finally a presidential candidate. With many nods to real-life politics and even a strand for Donald Trump himself, it's a satisfying counter-narrative, if perhaps a little idealised. And even if politics aren't your bag, this is a love story at heart. The end point of the journey could well be a spoiler for Rodham, so let's just say that planes, trains and automobiles take us back to GFK in a yellow cab and overnight home. Next stop Cornwall and Amanda Craig's The Golden Rule.
0: Next up is Craig Tobin, our Macmillan
2: project manager. Hi, I'm Craig Tobin. I look after the Macmillan services across North and South Lanarkshire. Um, I've been reading a lot during the pandemic. Actually, I've read a lot more in the pandemic than ever before. Um, it's been really therapeutic to for me to be transported to other worlds when not being able to leave your physical environment. I'm Found it really, really useful. and um, one of my favourite reads of this year um would have to be um John Ronson's um So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Now, you know, last year I'd read his Psychopath Test and I actually really enjoy his way of writing in the dry wit. Um, and the theme of the book is actually really relevant with, you know, this increased in usage in social media and the cancel culture that we see today. And um, so I was really, really, you know, it was one of those that you can't put it down. So so you've been publicly shamed. Um, Mr. Ronson goes and finds people that have actually lived through um, being publicly shamed online and looks at the, the aftermath of um of this process he, he likens it to um a mob pitchfork mob of the older days um and sort of you, you when you're reading it you can see the similarities of people jumping on board um and following the crowd and um, one of the most interesting parts of the book was when they did an experiment with a lady called Lindsay Stone who was a social worker who became famous for a Picture that she posted on Facebook um, when she made a visit to Arlington National Cemetery. Um, so what they try and do is repair the damage um, by working to try and improve her um, her Google um, her Google sort of placing and replace all the offensive pictures with good ones. Um, and actually, the experiment was a success. So Ronson wonders that. Um, when creating a world, whether the smartest way to survive is to be bland um, or just not live your life online and um, to avoid the public shaming. So taking the path of least interest. Um, it's a really thought provoking book. It does make you question. Um, how we use social media in our daily lives. I did make some changes to the way I present myself. Um, I've always questioned on whether I'm presenting my most authentic self or the or the person that people want to hear from. Um, and it does mess with your head a little bit, but I think that's a, a good thing. Um, so, you know, as we denounce and shame or cancel these people, um, is it... Is it, are we really thinking of, of how we are destroying their lives? Um, it's just really, really intriguing and actually at times exhilarating. And I do recommend that book um, this year.
0: Next, we have Jillian
2: Hunt, our customer
0: services librarian from Cumbernauld Library.
3: Hi, I'm Jillian Hunt. I am the customer services librarian at Cumbernauld Library. I've got a few recommendations um, for great summer reads. The first one um, is a book that actually came out last summer. It was just published in paperback this summer. Now, it's been a strange one because we've not had an ordinary summer. So this one is a real nostalgia trip. It takes you back to a very special summer um, for a, a certain boy, Charlie Lewis, set in 1997. And um, it's all about first love It's about falling head over heels with someone And Charlie falls head over heels in love with Fran Fisher She just bursts into his life And he's so taken with her that he comes out of his comfort zone And signs up for a Shakespeare summer school It's such a funny, poignant, wonderful book It's really lovely It's a coming of age it's about adulthood, it's about family life, it's about friendship and first love. And if you've ever read any of David Nicholl's other books, he wrote One Day, Us, Starter for Ten. You know, he's a fantastic writer, really wonderful. It's, I can't recommend it highly enough. A wonderful summer read wherever you are this summer. My next recommendation would um, be a book that also came out last year, but it's just come out in paperback this summer. And it's The Chain by Adrian McKinty. Um, Adrian is quite famous for his Sean Duffy crime novel set in Belfast, but this is a standalone title. It's been a bit of a marmite um, book. Some people have really loved it. Some people have hated it. I am a fan. Quite an interesting premise. Uh, The protagonist, her phone rings one day. Her child who she thinks is at school, a stranger tells her this child has been kidnapped and to free her child, she must abduct someone else's child and only then when her child will be released when the victim's parents kidnap another child. So it's like a sort of chain. It's based on or inspired by this sort of Mexican cartel type um, kidnappings and these crazy chain uh, mail things that go, go a bit mad. So Adrian's taking this as inspiration and taking it, into this crime story. It does sound a bit far-fetched, but actually it's a really gripping story, um, and um, it's really quite unique, and I was hooked right right till the end, so I thought it was a really great uh, story. It's partly going to be made into a film, so read it now before it gets made into a film. You will will definitely enjoy it. My last choice would be The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett. Um, This just came out earlier this year, and it's a beautiful tale set um, over the decades. It starts in the late 50s right up until um, the early 2000s. And it's based around two girls, Desiree and Stella Vignez, twin sisters who grew up in a southern black community. But it's um, They're very pale and very, very pale skin. And one of the sisters runs off and passes herself off as white. And it's a wonderful book about families, about community and racial identities, and it's about how that decision that Stella made shapes everyone's lives in in the future for their children. It's a really wonderful, uh, enthralling book, absolutely engrossing, and I can't recommend it highly enough. So that would be my final recommendation as a great summer read.
0: Now we have Hilary Petrie, our Open Learning Officer from Motherwell Library.
4: Hi, I'm Hilary Petrie. I'm the Open Learning Officer based in Motherwell Library, login to learn Over the summer I've picked up a mixture of fiction and non-fiction titles and have found I've actually enjoyed almost everything I've read this summer. So here are some of my recommendations, but in no particular order. Nick Pettigrew's Antisocial. It's the secret diary of an antisocial behaviour officer, And if you've read either The Secret Barrister's stories of the law and how it's broken, or Adam Kay's This Is Going to Hurt About the Life of a Junior Doctor, then this is another book in the same sort of vein. We're defined by what we're not, he writes. I'm not a police officer. I can't arrest people or investigate crimes. I'm not a social worker. I can't put children into care. I'm not a solicitor. I've no formal legal training. I'm not a mental health worker, a fire safety officer, or anything else. But an antisocial social behaviour officer is a tiny bit of all of the above, and when it's done properly, it knits all of these services together to make people's lives a bit better. It's an enjoyable read, and it should make you stop and think about society's problems and the toll it takes on those who are trying to make a bit of a difference. The fact that Nick Pettigrew has been a stand-up comedian makes this a bit easier to read as well. Turning to fiction, I was introduced to Ambrose Parry's The Way of All Flesh earlier this summer. It was being read by a book group that I'd been invited to attend, just in case they needed some help with the technology, getting to grips with online book groups rather than meeting in person. In the end, ironically, I didn't actually get to join the group when they discussed this, but I've got to thank them for the shove to read it. Ambrose Parry is actually Chris, or Christopher Brookmyer, and his wife, Dr Marissa Heitzman, for collaborating on a series of historical crime novels. This one's set in Edinburgh in the 1840s and follows newly qualified obstetrician Will Raven as he apprentices with Dr Simpson. It's... Set a time where Dr. Simpson is amongst the first medics experimenting with the use of chlorophyll. And both Will Raven and Sarah, who's the housemaid but who also does some sort of kind of early nursing sort of job, um get involved in investigating a series of deaths of women in Edinburgh. All three of them are great characters. I have to admit, I've got a real soft spot for Sarah, though. It's pretty dark, brutal, and yet has flashes of humour. I've already picked up the second book in the series, The Art of Dying, and I'm now already watching out for the final book, or the next book, um, to come to find out even more about these three intriguing characters. Also, a quick mention for a couple of old proof copies I've been reading as well. The first of these is for a book coming out later this year called *The Shalley* by an author called Catherine Cooper. It's set in a ski resorts, and it's two parallel stories really, set 20 years apart, but they merge into one story. In 1998, two men head out skiing in a blizzard but only one of them returns. And then 20 years later, the body is found, and the current inhabitants of the luxury chalet from the title have stories that weave together with secrets, and the characters are not always who they appear to be. It felt like a bit of a downhill slalom, with the story weaving in and out. If you've read Lucy Foley's The Hunting Party, then I think you'll enjoy this too. Finally, a quick mention for one that I'm currently reading. Uh, it's called the Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. The thriller is due out around now, and you may also find it in the teenage and young adult sections. It features a girl called Avery, whose life is changed completely when a billionaire dies and leaves almost his entire fortune to her. His family don't know why, and neither does she. But in order to inherit, one of the conditions it's put on her is that she must move into Hawthorne House. That's the billionaire's mansion, filled with secrets and codes. The billionaire's four grandsons, in particular, seem intent on finding ways to work out what's been going on and how they can get their hands on the fortune that's been left to her. As I say, I'm not finished this yet, but I really am intrigued by this story. I'm looking forward to getting some more time to get back into its pages and finding out what on earth has been going on.
0: Finally, we have Lynn Clark, our support services librarian.
4: Hi,
5: my name is Lynn Clark, and I'm trying to work out which books to share with you. Uh, of all the ones that I have read over the summer. I'm I have decided to try and read titles recently that are different from what I would normally choose, and I've really enjoyed most of the ones that I've picked up. I read Silke's Journey, which was a sequel to The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Both titles I was hooked with. I also read What My Best Friend Did by Lucy Dawson. I've thoroughly enjoyed all of Lucy Dawson's books, and this one didn't disappoint there is always a twist in the tale. Among all the others, though, there are three which stand out that I'd quite like to recommend to you. Q by Christina Dalcher is one of them. I picked this up not quite knowing what to expect and what it would be like, but it gripped me from the start. Elena Fairchild is the main character and I picked up snippets of her story that she alluded to which intrigued me and made me want to know more. It's set in a kind of dystopian future where everyone is judged on their intelligence and children are sorted into schools where those that don't quite measure up are placed into new government schools. And there's a lot of mystery around these. I don't want to give you any spoilers, but it's a very thought-provoking read, especially in the light of the authors afterward, making the whole concept of the book quite disturbing. The characters are great, and the plot looks at family life, history, the power of the state, and is full of suspense. A completely different book was Jojo Moy's The Giver of Stars. I started to read her books when a friend recommended me before you and have read quite a few now. I I also enjoyed that the book was set in America where travelling libraries were introduced and the main characters in the book begin a new service, a new library service on horseback in rural Kentucky. Being a librarian, I'm completely got how the introduction of a travelling library began to change lives, help children with their literacy and boosted a community. Library Stuff Apart, this is a great story about love, loss, friendship, conflict and how change in adversity can be such a positive thing. I would really encourage you to have a read of this one. Finally, another title I would like to recommend, and my first one that I've read by uh, written by Matt Haig, How to Stop Time. This was also recommended to me by a friend who described it as one of the best books he had ever read. I also have a colleague who think who is a huge Matt Haig fan, so I thought it was about time to give this a go. The main character Tom has a rare condition it means he doesn't age much, and he has been alive for centuries. Clearly, this brings lots of challenges and many sorrows as he loses people that he loves, which has encouraged him to try not to fall in love. Such an interesting and endearing story splattered with historical facts that are heartbreaking and so real for Tom as he has lived through so much however. He is in the perfect job for him as a history teacher in a secondary school in London. And I followed Tom's journey, which is bittersweet and fraught with difficulty, eh, trying not to give away his real age and his real experiences of history. How many lifetimes does it really take to learn about who you are? What's important in life and how to love? I couldn't put this book down. It was so interesting and intriguing and dangerous for Tom and those he loved. The summer is just about over and the night's starting to draw in, but that's the best time to curl up with a good book. And I hope you'll find some good recommendations to be added to your must-read list here. Enjoy.
0: So there you have it guys, that is all the clips we have from some of our staff members, and big thanks to them for throwing in those clips so that we can put this episode together. Um as promised, I will give you a little lowdown on what I have been reading recently. The I, I have been kind of mostly following the books that we have been reading for our Facebook book group, which over the summer months has been the the beekeeper of Aleppo. And the, the Outrun by Amy Liptrot as well. And this month's book is Are You Sleeping by Kathleen Barber. And um, I haven't finished that one yet, but I am really enjoying it so far. Um, all three are very different books. The Outrun, um, I think I mentioned that in the previous what, uh, podcast, um, which is a memoir by Amy Liptrot about her experiences um, battling with addiction, and having moves from um, Orkney down to London and back again to try and kind of, kind of get over the some of the, the the battles that she's having, um, it's a very interesting book. I'm not a really big person for non-fiction books, but I did find that very, very interesting. And the descriptions of Orkney and and the kind of life and how it works there is is very, very interesting and very vivid. Um, it gives a great insight into how life works in Orkney, and how how remote it can be for some some of the times as well. Um, Really fascinating insight into it, so it's definitely worth a look if you do get a chance to have a look at it. And the other one that I've been reading that recently finished was The Beekeeper of Aleppo, Um, and... It is is uh an, another fantastic book, um very different obviously from the outrun as as a fiction book. Although I do feel like some of the stories and it could be kind of very close to what some people do experience in life. Um it's it's the the journey of Nori and his wife as they kind of travel from Syria to trying to to um get to the UK to be refugees. And it's a it's a very heart wrenching story. The their journey over the whole, the course of it, the 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 course of the the their their journey over the time that they kind of they are traveling, they experience some really horrendous moments, and and it does make you kind of think about the fact that there are people who do that that kind of thing, almost on a daily basis, and go through those struggles. And and what it did make me think about was the fact that what they are running from is worse than the the must be worse than the, the the travel that they are trying to put themselves through. There's a particular scene in the book where they they're waiting to to kinda of go on a, a kind of dinghy to try and get across the the water and and it's just uh, it, it must be terrifying to experience that and and the book really puts that across really, really well. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a story about, it's very much about Kind of having having hope and and inspiration to to try and get to the your end goal kind of thing, and it's it's a very it's a very interesting book and for, and very touching, very moving as well. the The other big book that I have read recently, which hasn't been part of the Facebook book group, um, is just a new book that has been released, at The Midnight Library, by Matt Haig. I have been telling anyone and everyone who will listen to me about this book. I have absolutely loved it. It is a fantastic novel, um, and I am a huge Matt Haig fan, and, and this book I have been looking forward to for a long, long time. It did not disappoint me in any way. It is the story of Nora Seed, who is unhappy in her life and decides to commit suicide, but she is taken to a place between life and death, which is the Midnight Library, and in the Midnight Library she gets to discover what would happen in her life if she gets a chance to change some of the regrets that she's had in life and see how her life turns out. It's again it's a very kinda of inspiring story because it kinda of gets the kinda of shows the how kind of the, the, the little things in life can change things quite dramatically. And but also kind of as the story progresses, Nora starts to kind of realise that she does have a love for life after all, and and there's kind of the the story progresses from there, and it's very very interesting, and it's definitely a fantastic read, and I would recommend that to anyone that to have a look at. Uh, the book I'm currently reading is Are You Sleeping by Kathleen Barber. Um it's uh it's a it's an interesting book. It's a kind of psychological thriller. I haven't finished it yet, but the premise of it sounds really, really good. it's it's about it's about a podcast um that is that is released about um a, a murder that's happened um a few years previous. Um and it's it's kinda Brings the the case back to light, and and uh, the the one of the people involved in it has kind of put that in the past, but it's kind of bringing it all back up again, and it's it's kind of sounding as if it's going to be very interesting. So I look forward to kind of reading more of that book as as we go on. So. That That's pretty much all for us for this episode, guys. I hope you have enjoyed it and have found some very interesting reads to have a look at. Do remember that some of our libraries have now reopened and do catch culturenl.co.uk slash covid-19-librariesnl for all future reopening information that's that's released or watch out on our social media channels as well search for Culture the Culture Any Libraries or Libraries NL and you'll find us on all the kind of major platforms. And if you are also looking for any other books as well other than the ones that you can get from those libraries don't forget you can check out Borrow Box as well and get books directly to you through your phone or tablet um with our online services as well. So That's always worth a look. But that's all for me, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this and do look out for future episodes coming again soon and it's been a great time chatting with you guys. Bye for now. Bye.